I would say recently, I felt like my 10,000 hours kicked in the beginning of this year. It's funny because I've been doing it 10 years. So especially like a thousand hours a year that I put in. And it's funny that I said it, but it really felt like that because out of nowhere, we started doing like a short film budget. And then it just seemed like after that, things start trickling in. We did the Bows with Alex and Felix and Target. We did the Rams. And we're also uh, dropping a, a K-Swiss documentary that I co-directed. Welcome to The Practical Filmmaker, an educational podcast brought to you by the Filmmaker Institute and Sunscreen Film Festival, where industry professionals talk nuts and bolts and the steps they took to find their success today. On today's show, Mike Wilds chats about his journey from pro basketball player to climbing the ranks of Hollywood as a self-made filmmaker. Find the full transcripts and more at thepracticalfilmmaker.com. I'm your host, Tanya Musgrave, and today we have Mike Wilds self-made filmmaker of Basic Films LA, most recently known for his Black History Month spot hosted by the LA Rams. Welcome to the show. Hey, how you doing? So, where did you start out and how did you end up here? I hear it's a very interesting story. A lot of people don't know that I'm like actually 6'8", right? So my my journey kind of started um, through like basketball, sports and things like that. All right, all right. You know, in high school, I ran around with a lot of cameras and I was always, you know, into like cameras and camcorders and I wanted those things for Christmas. Never really knew why, but you know, it makes a whole lot of sense now. Yeah, yeah. Went and played uh, like seven years overseas, yeah. had a whole basketball career. And yeah. then I actually found, you know, film again when I came back, it was just like right there in my face. I, I remember like it was yesterday, uh, I was working out at the Santa Monica stairs with a friend and I seen like all these white trucks I seen all these guys and I seen the whole big deal. And I was just like, bro, that's, that's what I want to do. Like, it just looks like, it just looks cool. That's the movies. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah so from there, it's just basically like, I just grew and grew. And before you know it, I was shooting small videos. And then I hopped on a show at NBC, was there for about five years. Okay. And just continued my journey. And, and, and now we are where we are now. You know, I started Basic Films in uh, 2019. And, uh, you know, I, I just do things just to do it, you know, by faith and, and by the grace of God, like things just always work out. Like they always just pan out. Dude, dude. So you came from a physical medium to a visual and creative medium. That's 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 quite the pivot. It <laughs> is. is there is there any particular passion there that that might overlap? Like, was that a rough transition for you? Actually, it wasn't. And that's the thing I tell people, you know, most people in life they can't find one thing they love in life. So I've physically found two things I fell in love with. Mm-hmm. Like uh, I went, fell out of love with basketball, then fell in love with film. Yeah. It wasn't hard for me because it was just something that I feel like was already inside of me. Yeah. It just had to, you know, it had to come out. I think you're lucky that it happened kind of sequentially and it wasn't like 10 years in between you figured out like, <laughs> you know, like what you wanted to do. <laughs> to be honest, it was like a couple of years. So it wasn't, it really wasn't a big gap. Like you said, like, you know, mm-hmm. like me being 38, if you go back then and, you know, me being like, you know, 26, 27, 10 years, then that means like right now I would have just started to do what I have to do versus me been doing this for 10 years. Like, you know? Yeah. Dude, that's, that's amazing. That show at NBC, you said you were there for five years. Yes. When you land something in the, in the film industry for, and it's like an extended amount of time, like how did that happen? That particular pivot point, like from I, I'm a basketball player to 
I found myself on an NBC show. Because like, if I were to think back on when I first tried to go into film, and I went to film school, you know? Right. Like, I remember sitting on my bed, like, I'm going to cold call this random studio and I like I cold called them and it was a disaster. <laughs> like it was an absolute right, disaster. Right. How how did that pivot point happen for you? Mind you, I'm, I'm still in love with it. I have a camera. I'm still shooting little videos here and there. Right. I met a good friend of mine who passed away, but uh, Damo, I took him under my wing and he was just a person who was just out talking and he met and dro- a driver. So right. he started driving for this guy. But the guy was like, man, I like you and. You know, I want you to film some stuff for me. And honest to God, literally, he was telling me about it. But he's like, man, I don't I don't know how to do this stuff. I just know how to film. I don't they're not going to hire me. So he was like, just send your resume. So I sent him my resume. Mind you, I had over 300 like call sheets. I'm doing PA jobs for everybody. So they just needed PA. So yeah. when they see my resume, they're like, oh, I remember the first thing I got to the lot was like, oh, he's not green. So literally, they thought that I was my friend. Oh. But my friend, yeah, rest in peace. He did. He never. He he didn't want to really do it, and they ended up hiring me. All right. He picked up all the talent to come into the back lot. So that's pretty much how I got in there. Once I got in, yeah, that was it. Like I'm one of those type of people. Like once I get in, I'm going to maneuver and I'm going to like you know work my way and figure it out. And then like you yeah. know I did PA. What's interesting though is that. I was PAing there for two years and an incident happened. And literally, you know what? I said, you know what? I can't take this. And I literally walked off that set. Hey. Yeah, I literally was just like, I put my walkie up. I, I went and told two or three people. I said, you know what? Love you guys. It's been real. But this, you know, certain, you know, as a PA, you know, people think they can treat you a certain yeah, way. Yeah. I said, I stood up and mind you, like I'm saying, I'm like, you know what? I don't need this. I walked off. So, mind you, I didn't work there for six months, and it goes by. So one of my good friends who randomly worked on a show that I went to junior high school with. So these <laughs> things are, like, crazy. Like, so Lonnie was, like, the head utility. Yeah. But I randomly went to junior high school with him out of all the shows. Get out, get out. He calls me back, and then they call me back. They're like, you know, could you come in? And the thing was that they didn't fire me, so I quit. So it was like, okay, well, can you come back? Yeah. So I ended up coming back uh, and doing another three years there. But then I was at camera utility. So it was a little different, obviously making way more money. Yeah. And it was funny because it was just like, you know, I got to deal with the cameras. I got to, I felt like I was part of the real crew. Yeah. I did that. And then, you know, we parted ways. Uh, mm-hmm. Like, you know, that's pretty much how, you know, that journey happened. But it was literally like how you said it was like, these are things that happens to me, like going somewhere, having a friend, saying something, speaking yeah. up. They're like, oh, and, you know, I, I carry like I tell a lot of people, this this is who I am outside of film. Yeah, uh, I, I, I carry my, myself a certain way. I treat people a certain way yeah. outside of. Them. So yeah. what that does is it carries on to the set. It carries on to when it's time to make stuff. And then people really appreciate that because yeah. that can take you a long way. As we know, we've all worked with a hoes, and <laughs> yeah. you know what? You'll be like, I don't never want to work with that person again. Yeah. And then there's people who you work with. You're like, you know what? I really enjoy working with that person. I definitely yeah. want to work with that person again. Oh, yeah. So <clears throat> that was pretty much how I landed, and you know, the whole NBC thing came about. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So from PA to utility to directing and DPing your own stuff. 
What's a highlight and a low light of your experience as a self-starter? Well, I, I'm going to start with the low light first. I'm going to just say it was being that we're in the era of social media, you follow other filmmakers and you follow other peers. And then soon as, you know, you see someone not as good as you, just keep it real. Yeah. And, and they're doing things and they're moving and you're like, wow, it's just like, is this really for me? But you start to think to yourself, and, and mind you, once every two years, I'll go through like a, a block, like, well, I can't create. I wouldn't touch my computer. Mm-hmm. I would just back away. And maybe I didn't get a job for like two, three months. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And yeah, I would yeah. just still go and just still, you know, it would be like those little jobs here and there, like $150. You know what I mean? So yeah. th- that was the moment. Also, getting my camera stove coming out on Mother's Day. I had, took my brother out. He was in town. And I go to my truck, went to a bar. When I come out, everything's gone. So all this stuff no. is happening. It was a lot of stuff. Like, you know what I mean? And and and, and I had another car. It was a BMW. That car stopped. House got on fire. So it was a lot oh of signs that was just like, is this what you really want to do? Yeah. I feel like God was just like, yo, I'm going to put you through this obstacle because if this is what you really do, then you'll get through it. Yeah. Most people will say, you know, I'm okay. I'm, I don't want to do that anymore, but you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. But I, I feel like that those are like the moments where you feel like, like I said, you just feel like, is this like, why, why can't I get that artist? Or why can mm-hmm. I get this big break? Or why can I get these budgets? Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So yeah, that yeah, was yeah. Like, yeah, yeah, those are the low moments. And then the high moments is like, uh, I would say recently, I felt like my 10,000 hours kicked in at the beginning of this year. Yeah. It's funny because I've been doing it. 10 years so yeah. especially like a thousand hours a year Dang, yeah. that i put in and it's funny that i said it but it really felt like that because out of nowhere we started doing like a short film budget me and uh tim and sam worked on and it was you know it wasn't it wasn't big it was like seven eight thousand but coming from somebody who was getting 1500 you're like okay well it's starting to work yeah yeah. And then it just seemed like after that, things start trickling in. Um, we, we did the Bose with Alex and Felix. Yeah, I saw that. Saw that. Yeah, okay. we did that. We did the Rams. Yeah. Um, we did multiple videos. And we're also um, dropping a, a K-Swiss documentary um, that I co-directed. Tim DP, Sam AC. Yeah. Um, Baron Davis was a director. Okay. Yeah, and it started like YG, and it gives like the whole culture of K Swiss. So yeah, yeah, yeah. These are like the moments that are are highlighted for me. Like just these moments that are maybe like two months ago and a month ago. Just to, you know what I mean? Just yeah. To know that. So all right, so LA Rams hosted a partnership with Black filmmakers in LA to tell Black stories. Tell me the story how you landed that spot. Well, once again, it was one of those jobs I had to take. It's a good friend of mine named Watt Sticks. Yeah. He runs like a, a program where he gives out food. He's like a good advocate of, you know, Watts Los Angeles and nice. giving back to his community. So nice, nice. He randomly called me one day. It was like, yo, I need a piece done for a, a school. Like, you know, he was like, I got twelve hundred. That's what I got. And me being the person that I am, uh, I was like, that fine. Like uh, me, a sound guy, mm-hmm. and one of my producer friends, Champ, went over. And we also let, um, I don't know if you're familiar with uh, Ricky, he's the editor, but we let yeah. Ricky. Yeah. Yeah we, let, yeah, we let Ricky edit it. So that happened. And we didn't think none of it. You know, we just did it. And it's just things you do. You know, you just do it. Yeah. So he hit me out the blue. So he's like, you're on the Rams. I gave the Rams your information. They're looking for a black director. And I give me information. So I'm just like, all yeah. right, you know, it's, 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 it's happening. But then, you know, a couple of weeks go by. So he's just yeah. like, you know, when you when you like 
you don't realize it, but you're realizing like uh, maybe they just maybe they just pick somebody else, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So like the day after my birthday, I get a text, uh, which is December 29th, um, and it's just say, "Hey, this is Cam from the Los Angeles Rams. Um, I got your I got your number from Sticks, which so we they got your number from Head of Resource. You know, and he went down. He's just like, which is interesting your story. Yeah. Uh, we we want to be able to tell you know these stories. Want to use you? Can you send me some this, this, that? And then it was just on from there. And then we just, we just yeah, we just <laughs> kept amazing. going. We kept going. And we just kept going. So it was like really like it wasn't nothing that it, it just happened. I feel like it was faith. Yeah. Like I said, like like those hours and mm-hmm. and and I, and we we nailed it as as a unit. Um, I love to give everybody and you know my team credit because not yeah. one man can ever do anything great. You like you know what I mean? You can yeah, write yeah. things. In this world, it takes a team, and I've played basketball, so yeah, I understand the whole format of teamwork uh, for clapping for others when you're on the bench, absolutely um, taking charges, um, just rooting your team on. So you know, I put together the right team, and we really executed it from uh, shooting it, from you know questions, from editing, just you know from coloring. Like it, it, it was amazing. I think you need to give yourself a little bit of credit too, though, because like. I mean, hard work begets hard work. I mean, you you get, I mean, you're not gonna get where you're where you're at right now by by not hustling. You know what I mean? Like, right. I, like right. I heard through the grapevine that you bought your own Steadicam and taught yourself how to use it. Is that true? I did. Yeah, <laughs> it's a lot of stuff that that we have equipment. Like, it was just a lot of stuff that I just wanted to try. Yeah, that's the whole purpose of basic films because it was like you know I thought about it. It was just like I would go off of bids and people be like, oh yeah, you know we we chose this BPR. We have somebody directing it, so I just thought to myself, I said, what if I just create the company and then you have to come to me for the company and then I hire out. So that which means either I'm picking I'm picking the people who get it done. So I can choose who directs it, but it still comes to the company, which means it's almost like cutting out the middleman. So it's just like come straight to the source. And me, like you said, I have a hustle, but I have a, a natural hustle where it's like organic. It's mm-hmm. not like a, a, you know how you like a, some people would damn near beg you or like always eat. It's, that's not me. Yeah, My yeah, thing yeah. is like timing, um, space and energy. And and, 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 and and you know, that's how it works. But yeah, a lot of stuff I, I, I taught myself and, you know, the thing about it, um, to be honest, I do give myself credit. But like I said, it's just I'm a humble being. People love working with that too. And the thing about this world is like people don't give people credit. Yeah. Not they don't. Yeah. In this world, they'll suck the blood out of you and then be like, yeah, well, the person will be like, well, who did this? Well, I did this by myself. Knowing that you had somebody shoot it, knowing that you had somebody edit it, knowing you had somebody light it. And I just feel like that's what we're missing. It's just like, like I said, this is the type of person that I am outside of film yeah i'm gonna give people their credit yeah and you know that's just what it is yeah i think that's great because you know a lot of people will just be like oh no you know it's such a hard business they're not going to want to give you the time of day you know all, all that stuff but more often than not i come across people who who love to you know like give credit where credit is due and all that stuff but i mean well like this is a thing in the world in general especially with social media you know like no actually you know i've got michael helping me out with marketing david's helping me right. out with you know his other thing you know um carl is helping you know i mean there is a team and you know it's a it's a big deal so i mean props to you for giving props <laughs> yeah for sure it's, that's very important to me because it keeps people sanity going it keeps it just keeps people going because I've come, I feel like I came from a place of, uh, of underdogs mm. where people overlooked, 
uh, and wasn't too sure. So if you're in my circle, I want to make sure that you don't feel that way yeah, yeah. because that's just not a good place to be. You've got a good place to people for people not to, to feel like nobody appreciates you or not to give you credit. I read in an interview that you did with uh, Voyage LA, you yes. mentioned that you have dyslexia. Yes. You know, it's something that, especially for a visual medium, for like an artist, it can be a kryptonite or it can be your superpower. Like, how does the way that you see things empower your work? You said it. You took the words. I just told my uh, my girl the other day, it's like I have a superpower. I'm like a blind man, right? So he can't see, but his other senses are so strong that it's almost incredible. Like his touch, his sense mm -hmm. of smell, you know, his energy. And I felt like it was a gift, of course, and a curse. But the gift is that I recognize who are good at other things. So that's a gift that I had to know that, you know what, that person's really good. And you fit with what I have going. And I'm, I'm going to make sure that you're good. And that's just what it is. And, and people understand that. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's just like you said, I feel like I have like these other superpowers, which is being able to treat people good, being able to know who's really good and being able to put all these people into like one box. Yeah. yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Is to be able to get something good. Yeah, out Yeah, but you've also you've also got some strong visual skills, though. You know, like I've seen your Instagram and, you know, Thank I mean, you. and I, I actually I actually read a study. Dyslexia, it kind of like happens with like the left side of the brain, but like right brain is so creative. And so like this is so much stronger because of it like i like in elementary school when i first learned about what dyslexia was um it was because of a of a museum we went to uh, of a dyslexic painter like her imagery was incredible you're in great company anyway like da vinci like picasso <laughs> i mean they they all, you know that kind of right. thing i mean like you've got you've got a, a good visual style too you know thank you so much you've mentioned basic films la tell me about your company i started basic films la in 2019 Got it going paperwork wise and all that. And then, like I said, I didn't know where I was going. Uh, I had a few friends, you know, we always talked about it. We're like, you know, they're doing small projects there and you guys are doing small projects. So we said, let's just figure it out. Let's let's make an alliance mm -hmm. with each other. From there, we've just been going. But we are a production company here in Los Angeles. We can take care of any need. It doesn't matter. We just need to know what the budget is like, you know, <laughs> um, so yeah, that's pretty much it. We 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 pride ourselves in uh, self service, making sure that the client gets what they need, providing a, a service for production, whether it's a wedding, whether it's a funeral, whether it's a feature film, a birthday party, whatever you need. I'll tell people uh, now it's like, well, I can't do it, but we'll have somebody in the company come take care of it. Mm. So you know, we we just make sure that we kind of like pretty much take care of everyone. And we make sure we provide a good service, a good communication base. Yeah. And that's pretty much it. It's like, you know, like uh, I said all the time, we're basic, but we're far from basic. <laughs> nice. You guys have done yeah. music videos. You've done commercials, now short films. For independent filmmakers, we're always told to specialize in one specific area. Like, I want to be known for commercial or what have you. What would be the most ideal direction for you that you could go? Ideal, I would say commercials commercials and producing uh, films nice i mean at the end of the day it's just that that is in my mind that's the nba for me like i tell people uh when it's shoot day yeah it's game time like when we get on set we're in a game it's game time so like we we're playing like we're, we're taking you know we can we, we time like we might lose time so we might be down a little <laughs> yeah. bit but then we're going to come back so that's how i think about it so yeah that's pretty much how i think about it 
what this reminds me of, I don't know if you've ever heard of Solomon Lichtelum. He has like this crazy visual style. I remember him like way, way back. I probably like, well, I don't know, like 2007. I found him while I was in college and like he started off in sound and in graphics and uh, photography. But I remember him, they did a short film. It was like one of the first crowdsourced short films. It was called Anomaly. He took that style into doing his high-end commercials. And he is kind of like that director that, oh my gosh, you you talk about like the most amazing commercial style. He's got his pick of gigs because of that. I I would wish that for you, for sure. (laughs) Be amazing. Yeah. So, I mean, even like with the style, I think, and this is funny because I don't watch a lot of people. I don't watch. Yeah. If there's movies, I'll watch them. But if there's things, like I tell uh, a lot of, like, you know, the producers and, you know, my partners, they'd be like, oh, you know, remember? And I'll just be like, no. If we do it our way, we'll always have a style. And you kind of cut that out. You, you cut out the noise. Yeah, you cut the noise out. But mind you, there's certain movements or there's certain things that we take from, you know, others because in this world we live in, that's how... It continues to go because somebody took a style from somebody and then they just remixed it. And uh, whether it's uh, uh, art, uh, architecture, uh, uh, a food, a tennis shoe, whatever it is, you know, whatever it is, people take and then they just, you know, yeah. they flip it. So it's like, I feel like I really pride myself on like whatever comes to mind, like if, if, if and simplicity to yeah. it. It doesn't have to be crazy, but it just has to be simple. But sometimes simple is yeah. what you need, like, you know. I, I'm looking at it now, even like all the videos. There's a lot of wild videos, but the new Drake video, you know, you watch it. There's no yeah. glitches. There's no uh, no sound effects. There's no, no you know, no noise. People are not going crazy. It's, it's, it's simple and it tells a story. And I feel like as a, a filmmaker, like, you know, you look at movies mm-hmm. and commercials, they've been so simple mm-hmm. for years. That, that's the, like the mm-hmm. format of them. You know, sometimes they can get a little crazy here and there. But for the most part, movies and commercials are pretty simple. So I feel like that's the lane that we'll find yeah. ourselves in and, you know, we'll be most yeah. successful. In. So one of the things that I do is photography. And I remember having a lot of pressure to being like the latest and greatest. And, you know, like, oh, we want the super creative shot. We want, you know, all this stuff. And I remember coming across this one. It was a photography couple who was like talking about, you know, once we let go of the idea of having to have the hottest latest most unique look and we had like all this pressure to come up with something new and great what we realized is when we pulled back from that and provided a consistency of you know like you are going to get this they had shots that were essentially i mean the same shots but you never thought about it because they were different couples you know like they were they were different couples they were different like there's different scenery and all that stuff but they were just bent on being consistent and good once that pressure was off it was fantastic once you take the pressure off and you look around like i have peers that i've Mm -hmm. started with and you know i look at some of their work and they're doing good but at the same time it's like where's your work going you're still shooting the same same type of videos. It doesn't look the same. You're probably getting paid, but where is it going? Is it going to the next level? This year we have those, like I said, the Rams, mm. K-Swiss, just more yeah. to come. We do master classes, things like that. It's like we shoot these things and it's like, you know, but what are we doing to push us to go up? Like to me, the goal is to get to the NBA. The NBA is the big screen. The NBA is the, the credits, the billboards. Those are the things that, yeah. you know what I mean? That you that you reach for with this. If, if you're not reaching for it and you just think it's cool 
and you want to just do videos, and that's fine. Like Tim said, if you want to just cut your camera on and just, you know, record something, that's cool. But if you want to make good stuff, then I feel like you, you know, you have to take that next step. And you have to also trust others. That's a big step with this. You have to trust Preach. other people. I, I had that for a long time. I was trying to figure out, like, well, I'm going to find somebody who edits like me. I'm going to find somebody who, like, wants to cut. And literally, when I just let go, so end up finding my first editor was like a kid in India who felt me, gave him a chance. Yeah. yeah. He killed it. It just so happened that was his first 6K video he edited. What? You know? And then from there, you know, we have Ricky now and then we have other editors, but it was just a point of it took that one kid for me to let go and say, hey, I'm going to send you this footage, send it back, hey, edit it. And I'm just like, wow, like it feels good. So let I, you know, and give my notes and say, hey, you know, what about this and what about that? And then they say, no problem, I can fix it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? That's a good feeling, but you just have to like, you know, yeah. you have to trust. Yeah, absolutely. So we have a couple listener questions from our Instagram at Practical Filmmaker. What is a lucky break that you feel like you didn't deserve, and a break you didn't get but you felt you deserved? So a lucky break that I felt like I got and didn't deserve. I'm going to be honest, it ain't no breaks that I didn't feel like I didn't get, that Good. I didn't deserve. Good. To be honest, I feel like I deserve all of it because it just, it, my yeah. heart is into it. And then what was the uh, next question? A break, how, how a break that you didn't get, but you felt you did deserve. It, was, it probably was recently. We literally got a MasterCard LMA. She's the singer who sings Boot Up. We didn't get it. MasterCard came in at the last minute and you know what I mean? And they they uh they, they took it away ah. and i can't remember I, I just be honest i can't remember you know you get a lot of stuff and it's, it's probably something in there that i felt like i should have got but i didn't deserve it but, well know, it's good like, that you don't dwell on that because like yeah, yeah who wants to dwell on that anyway right. <laughs> all right and then the last one it says i don't have enough money for film school where should i start start with investing in yourself my first camera was a zoom camera do you remember those little, it was a pocket zoom so it's literally like a little white camera and then it had a red button they sold them at costco they're like 100 bucks and you can record on it no, i don't know was this oh no it was a was it a flip it was called oh, a flip oh no 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 i think i do remember those yes yeah and then you like literally hit a button and then a usb comes up yes. stick it in it and then it will blow with that being said i bought a desktop at the time it was like 400 bought the flip and started going on iMovie and i started from there and this day and age you can be a filmmaker and you can do whatever you want. It doesn't matter. You don't have to go to film school. You just have to have the desire. I think that's more important than anything. Just actually really want to do it because you're figured out like anything else you do in life. You'll figure out how to get it done. And, you know, you have so many things like Instagram and YouTube nowadays that wasn't like that for me coming up. You know, if you want to go to film school, that's fine. But, you know, if not, you know, come work for basic films and basically you'll you'll be in film school. Nice, nice. All right. What current project are you excited about? This case Swiss. The fact that I actually was a DP, but I worked my yeah. ass off and, you know, everybody over there seen that and they actually gave me co-director credit. Yeah, he is. We posted dropping on Complex on the 15th. Um, like I said, it um, has YG, but he is the owner of case Swiss. Baron Davis is a director, executive yeah. producer. Tim Banks, you know, he helped me uh, DP. You know, Sam was our uh, was our AC, and we it's just big. It's just big because it's for the culture. It's a monumental piece that will like you know, mm -hmm. it's LA. It's, it's who I am. It's what I am. You know, from South Central. So 
it really speaks to me about things that's going on and like the culture. And you look back and it's like to be a part of it, it was it's just it's just really huge for me. You know what I'm saying? To actually have that title co-direct, which doesn't mean a lot, but it means yeah. the world to me. Yeah, you know, absolutely. To, so how do people find that and find you or follow your work? You can go to Mike Wiles underscore. That's my uh, personal IG. The production company is Basic Films LA. Um, you can follow that. And if you're, you guys have any questions or, you know, want to talk or any, any, you know, any, any questions, you know, basicfilmsbooking at gmail.com. Also, Mike at basicfilmsla.com. You can find me there. Mm-hmm. So I'm an open book. If anybody wants to ask any questions or have any concerns, find me there. You can find the work there. Also, MikeWiles.net. That's where you can look at my real life. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, what questions should I have asked you? Is there anybody that I would love to work or collaborate yes. with? Yes. Okay. All right. All right. Yeah. Consider the question asked. So uh, I, I would say who I would want to work with is uh, Jordan Peele. Okay. I have something that I'm, I'm putting together. And it's almost like a, it's a suspense. It's a true story based in LA. It's a mm-hmm. suspense. So I would really like Jordan Peele is to come aboard. And, you know, we, I feel like if he was a part of this, it would obviously be the next level if Jordan was, you know, oh, yeah, in yeah, yeah. obviously. But yeah, Jordan Peele is somebody that we want to work with. Mm. And I mean, the late, great John Singleton, but, you know, rest in peace. But yeah, that's 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 pretty much it. Artist-wise, obviously like mm. a Drake, you know, or Kendrick okay. Lamar. That would be great to get, you know, one of those two under my belt when it comes to a music video or oh, any yeah. type of content. But pretty much under that. Yeah, that's that's pretty much it. Drake brings on like upcoming talent, like you know, like the 22 year old who who directed his uh, "Nice for What" video, and like I mean, like God's plan and all that. I, I can't I can't remember her name right now. Yeah, yeah, I know you're talking about. She's from Canada. Yeah, she's like yeah. right under. Yeah, under yeah. yeah. I really appreciate the time that you've taken and uh, talked to us. No I love it. I love the fact that you have figured this out on your own. That's it, man. You just gotta just work hard and continue to go. I have faith. Nice. And treat people good. Nice. Nice. Thank you so much. If you enjoyed this interview and are curious what Mike's favorite gear is, subscribe to our Patreon page, follow us right here, and check out more episodes at thepracticalfilmmaker.com. If you have comments or know someone who would be a great guest on our show, send in your suggestions to tanya at thepracticalfilmmaker.com. Thanks for joining us. Be well and God bless. We'll see you next time on The Practical Filmmaker.